Merry Christmas. On this Christmas Eve, you may be familiar with the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. I would like to read you a different version, Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Twas the fight before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was peaceful, not even my spouse. (laughs) The bills were strung out on the table with dread, and hopes that our chuckbook would not be in the red. The children were fussing and throwing a fit when Billy came screaming and cried, I've been bit. (laughs) And Mama with her skillet and I with the remote, she said, you change one more channel, I'll I'll grab your throat. (laughs) When on the TV there arose such a clatter, I sat up on the couch to see what was the matter. When what to my wandering eyes should appear, the cable was out, it was my worst fear. The Cowboys, the Celtics, the Raiders, the Knicks. Without the sports channel, I'd soon need a fix. And then in the midst of my grievous sorrow, I remember the times I had promised tomorrow. Not now, my children, but at at some soon time, Dad will play with you and things will be fine. Now under conviction, I looked at my wife. Where was my kindness? Why all the strife? My heart quickly softened. I now saw my task. Some love and attention was all that they asked. I gathered my family and called them by name. I told them with God's help, I'd not be the same. We'll keep Christ in Christmas and honor his plan. No more fights before Christmas. On that we will stand. My children's eyes twinkled. They squealed with delight. My wife gladly nodded. She knew I was right. It was the fight before Christmas, but God's love had come through. And just like he does, he makes all things new. On this Christmas Eve, I want to take you back to the Christmas story. And what the Christmas story reminds us of as we gather together this evening is it's a reminder and an invitation, not just to keep Christ at the center of Christmas, but it's an invitation to keep Christ at the center of each of our lives As the McDougals had come up and had read our Advent reading today, they brought us to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. I want to lean in to verses 8 to 20 as we get time, take time to consider how we are invited alongside of the shepherds to respond to the announcement of the birth of the Savior. How we are invited to respond to the announcement of the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ the Lord. As is tradition, I invite you to stand. I'm going to be reading verses 8 to 14 together with you. Verse 8 of chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke says this, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, do do not be afraid, for behold, I, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and he will be a, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The word of the Lord, go ahead and be seated this beautiful Christmas Eve. 
How are we invited this Christmas Eve to respond to the announcement of the birth of the Savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord? How are we invited, whether you've heard the Christmas story for decades or you're just leaning into it for the first time today, how are we invited to, to respond alongside of the shepherds to this amazing announcement of the birth of the Savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord? I'd like to invite you first in, in the verses that I just read to receive this message. Receive the message afresh and anew and really to receive the message is to hear the message. I want you to step into the shoes of those who are in the story as if you were hearing this announcement for the first time. What kind of message are we invited to receive and are we invited to hear? In our text, we're invited to, to hear a message that is extraordinary, that's given to a group of ordinary people. In verse 8, we get to hear about a bunch of ordinary shepherds who are watching their flock by night. Now, when you think about the announcement of the birth of an earthly prince, I mean, that announcement goes before kings and, and dignitaries, but this one goes before common shepherds. Now, you don't have to hear it from me that shepherds were not among the most valued class in society. And the reason was, uh, whenever a shepherd came around, you could smell them before you saw them. You know what I'm saying? Whenever they walked into the room, I mean, they, they spend time with the sheep, not just during the day, but, but at the nighttime. And so the more you hang out with the animals, the more you start to smell like them. These are common individuals, but it's just a reminder for us that the Christmas message is not just for those who consider themselves to be extraordinary. It's not just for those who, who think of themselves as ordinary. It's not just for those who, who consider themselves rich or poor or those who... As you consider the Christmas story, uh, you recognize your need for him, or perhaps you don't. This Christmas message is for everybody, the extraordinary and the ordinary. Now, what makes this message so extraordinary? Well, the first thing is the messenger who brings it. Now, it's interesting to note that this message is given to shepherds, but it's given from a divine messenger, an angel of the Lord. In verse 9, the text says, Behold, I always like to say, will you say, behold? Oh, you can do a better job. Behold. behold. Behold is an invitation for you and I to step into the, the shoes of the people in the fields, or in this case, the, the sandals of the shepherds. Behold, and all of a sudden, as they're watching over their sheep by, by night, guarding against, you know, robbers or, or someone who might come in, some wild animal that might steal the sheep, behold, an angel of the Lord stands before them. And he's shining forth the glory of God around them. I mean, it's a, such a bright light that these shepherds stand back in awe and wonder, and they are incredibly fearful. This is an extraordinary message because it's given from an extraordinary messenger. But secondly, because of the message that is brought. What is the message? What do the angels say? They say, hey, don't be afraid. Why do the angels say don't be afraid? Well, it's because it's not a message of condemnation. It's not a message of divine judgment that's going to come upon the shepherds and the people, even though all of us are sinners and are deserving of it. It's an announcement of salvation. And so the announcement is don't be afraid. And the reason is because this messenger is bringing glad tidings of great joy. 
We're not just talking about, you know, just a, 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 some joy, but great joy that is for all people. Once more, again, we're reminded, whatever age or stage you may be at, whether you consider yourself ordinary or extraordinary, this amazing message is for you, and it's good news, and it should bring you great joy, which is why we come together on an evening like this to celebrate the birth of our Savior and our Lord, Jesus Christ. As we continue to read verse 11, it says, for for, the, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That is extraordinary. The reason it's extraordinary is because, uh, it, it, it's because we need a Savior. If we didn't need a Savior, it wouldn't be as extraordinary as a message as we receive it with, with great joy. But the, because we need a Savior, we rejoice. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, so loved you and me that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. We rejoice with great joy because of Savior has been born. Secondly, he's described as Christ. He is the promised, anointed prophet, priest, and king of the Old Testament. And he is the Lord. He is not just the king. He's the king of kings. He's not just the Lord. He is the Lord of lords. Uh, there, uh, continue to tell them, you're going to find this sign. You're going to go find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And then the, the, the last thing that makes this incredibly extraordinary is it not just the messenger is not just the message but it's the multitude all of a sudden in verse 14 a multitude of angels start praising the Lord together declaring glory to God in the highest peace on earth goodwill towards men I don't know about you but um, I've been listening to different people who are giving Christmas greetings and everyone talks about the peace of the season that is offered, but you can't have peace without the Christ of Christmas. People want peace on earth, goodwill towards men, but we have to first recognize our need for the Christ of Christmas. We must put Christ at the center of Christmas and therefore put Christ at the center of our lives. All of us this evening on this Christmas Eve are invited to as we hear here, to hear the message and to receive it. If you're sitting here in this place, my prayer is that you would receive this incredible message and as you listen to it, you would take time to rejoice over what you have heard. Not only is it an invitation to hear it, but it's an invitation, secondly, to believe it. Um, after verse 14 into verse 15, we learn the shepherds, they say, all right, you know, this is great news. These angelic hosts, a multitude of them just broke out in praise. Let's get some sleep and then let's go find Jesus in the morning. No, 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 no. That's not how it goes. I don't know if you've been reading the story. It says they go out immediately. They don't, they don't wait around. They go out in haste and they go out and find Jesus. They believe in him and they believe the message enough to go and discover whether this Jesus is truly who he claimed to be. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph. 
We are invited this Christmas Eve to receive the message. We're invited this Christmas Eve to believe the message and to lean into Jesus and consider who he is. And then thirdly, we're invited to share the message. They head over to Jesus. They find him wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And then they tell Mary everything that they have just heard. They say, Mary, this angel appears... And glory of the Lord shines around him, and he announces, and he announces that, that unto us is born in the city of David uh, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. They share it with Mary, and Mary begins to, to take these things, and she hides it in her heart. You know, you and I are, are, are not just invited to, 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 to receive the message and believe the message, but to share the message. That's what we're doing this evening And then lastly, to respond in worship to the message. In verse 20, it says, Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I don't know about you, but I'm not just singing Christmas carols this evening. I'm gathered with all of us, family and friends, loved ones, our fellow church family, uh, visitors who have come to hear the message and to celebrate the greatest gift that we've ever been given, the birth of Jesus who's described as a savior who is Christ the Lord. The reason he was born was in order to die. And he offers us this free gift to to hear it, to receive the message about it, to believe it, to share it, and to respond in worship in light of it. And so I want to invite you this Christmas Eve to to hear that message again. Maybe later you're going to be with family and friends. Continue to make Christ the center of Christmas and make Christ the center of your lives. This evening, as as you consider the Christmas message, continue to believe it and continue to share it and continue to respond in worship to it. You know, we just sang a song before this. It's a song called, Oh, Holy Night. In the first stanza, as we were singing it, uh, the song invites us to close our eyes and to imagine the world prior to the appearance of Christ. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. It's described as a world without hope, a world full of despair. It's a world without light, a world full of darkness. But then the song, in the song we sing, until he appeared and everything changed. When the light of the world enters in, we now have an opportunity to receive the gift. If you've never received Jesus Christ into your life and into your heart, I want to invite you to do that this evening There's no greater way to celebrate Christmas than to either make Jesus Lord of your life or to recommit your life to him. And so if you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior and Lord, the first step is just admitting your need for him, saying, Jesus, I've missed the mark, I've fallen short. The reason this is good news is because like all of us, we're born into this world with a thing called sin. Sin is a problem because it creates a separation between us and you. I admit my need for you because of the sin problem that I have. The second step is to admit that Jesus is the solution. The reason Jesus was born in a manger was to die on a cross and to admit that Jesus offers forgiveness for your sins and mine through the cross that he went upon as he bore our sins. 
And then thirdly, to trust in Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. On this Christmas Eve, it's a candle uh, light service. Um, the Advent candles represent the anticipation that is around the Christmas story. And as we draw closer to Christmas Day, we light on Christmas Eve the Christ candle. That's the light of the world that comes into the world. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who believes in me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Uh, tonight, as we get to light our candles, what we're going to do is we are going to take the light of the Christ candle, and it's a symbol of us receiving salvation, receiving Jesus into our heart, receiving Jesus into our lives, and then we're going to share it with one another. And so we're going to invite the ushers to come on down as I'm going to pray in just a moment. And then I'm going to ask you, if you have not lit your candle, to take your candle and light yours with the one that has been lit. So if your candle's already lit, don't turn it. If, but instead, if you're not lit, you're the one who's going to light your candle. And we're going to let the light spread today. And so if you, if you want to bow in prayer with me, let's take some time to pray. Father in heaven... We rejoice over the birth of a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Thank you that Jesus was born in a manger in order to die on a cross. Father, I want to pray for those here today who have a desire for the first time to trust in Jesus, to forgive their sins and to grant them everlasting life. I pray that they can pray this in their hearts uh, as I pray it aloud. Father, I recognize my need for you. I admit that I need you. I admit that what separates me in my relationship with you, the reason I'm not in a right standing with you is a thing called sin. But I know that's why Jesus came to be born, was in order to die to take my place on that cross. Today, I make Jesus my Savior. I make him my Lord. Father, I want to pray for anyone who wants to recommit their life to you. Maybe they've wandered, maybe they've strayed, but Lord, you're calling them back to yourself. I pray that they can express this. Lord, I'm ready to follow you again. I'm ready to serve you. Lord, you don't just want 90% of my heart and my life and my mind. You want 100% of it. Lord, I am all in on this Christmas Eve, and I'm going to continue to follow you all the days of my life into eternity. Father, let us help us this Christmas Eve to receive the message to believe the message, and to share the message to the ends of the earth. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor for these things. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.